From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I am Carl. And I'm Dana. Welcome to the podcast today. With the warm weather, we might start seeing a little bit of an uptick in uh, some inappropriate posts, so we want to touch on some of that information today. So all we're going to talk about is basically what where the line is between appropriate and inappropriate when it comes to posting on various social media that's out there. I mean, there's so many different platforms you can post on, so it's something that we want to try to hit on. There's been some recent stories in the news lately of some tragedy that that hit with kids posting some stuff. And by the way, uh, with this episode, we have uh, program and policy analyst Megan Chapman with us. Welcome. Say hi. Hi, guys. So she's going to be joining us. She is uh, fairly new to DOJ and uh, here in Wisconsin. And uh, she's going to uh, kind of give her insight a little bit yeah, as a special her, guest. Throw in her thoughts as we go through the podcast here. Something so, a little bit different, mixing it up. Yeah, I think uh, let's throw back a little bit and and remind everybody about our episode um, where we had uh, we were talking about parenting in the technological age. And if you haven't listened to that one, I recommend you do it. Uh, we had a guest on here, Joe Laramie, who is a nationally recognized, um, I guess, protector of the internet. He's done a lot of different things in this realm and now works a lot with effective presentations for for internet safety information. And one of the things that we really drilled down on in that episode was the fact that this isn't different. We aren't facing different issues with our kids. We are facing them on different platforms. So our parenting methods don't necessarily need to be different. They just need to consider those different platforms. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because these were the exact same issues that we probably faced as kids. Um, We just didn't have the internet to put them out there and broadcast them to the entire world. So something to think about. So just browsing online for inappropriate posts. I found there's a couple kind of comedic ones before we get to the serious. So, um... 20 inappropriate Facebook posts at the most inappropriate times. So I'll kind of describe them to you. I I think this one's like the most hilarious. So a Joanna posts with a photo of a squad car pulling her over, obviously. And her title is cleavage. Don't fail me now. Oh, (laughs) that is awesome. See, okay, so that's inappropriate from an adult standpoint. I right. hope an adult standpoint. Right. So our d- idea behind sharing this information is is the fact that um, we, okay, so as the internet got started, one of our main tenets of going out and doing these internet safety presentations was always the idea that if you don't want your grandmother to see it, if you don't want your grandfather to see it, if you aren't comfortable with your parents seeing it, you don't want it on the front page of the newspaper, those type of ideas, don't post it, right? The same idea to make you kind of think twice before you post um, so that's what we're talking about today is making these posts that maybe you think are just going to a select group of friends, but end up being publicly posted and publicly seen, um, and maybe giving the wrong image of you. So I have a personal anecdote that I'm interested in sharing. Um, I know we're going to talk about some more news stories as we get going here, but I recently was talking to some friends that their, their son got in some trouble and I won't get into a lot of details, obviously, but, um, just not not thinking twice, right? When he posted this information. So he posted some information about a classmate and it was actually on Craigslist and it was selling a possession of this classmate's. And 
it was, I think, probably a um, a reaction to a frustration or something like that in their, their lives. And he posted that this possession was for sale, but he also really sexualized this post. And then he also posted um, personal information, phone number, address, that kind of thing. And got in some major trouble for this. Uh, he was given the opportunity to kind of pull it down. Didn't happen. Um, you know, thought it was funny and caused some some major problems both personally and as far as, you know, charging and, and the legal side of this goes. He's old enough that this is going to cause some problems that way too. So really an important thing to be thinking twice about this stuff and thinking who's going to see it. And just because you think it's a joke doesn't mean it's going to be seen as a joke. I mean, I have a Facebook page. I, I know, Dana, you don't, but you're a big Snapchatter. And you can kind of get into that realm in Snapchat too. But mm-hmm. I'm friends with somebody on on uh, Facebook that anger posts all the time. Oh, yeah. And he writes a lot of these posts whenever he gets angry. He doesn't like post anything. It's just that all of a sudden when he gets angry, he makes these posts. Mm-hmm. And they're not really random, but it's like he has a bad experience and boom, he's going to it or he puts in a front door and it didn't go well, you know, in his house. And then boom, he posts something angry about that. So um, you got to kind of be careful a little bit with what you post on that. Oh, 100%. But, and you're, you're, you're setting a, an example for kids then. So you're posting that kind of stuff and saying like, it's okay to vent your anger. It's okay to post your emotions. And not only are you saying, don't think twice about posting this stuff. You're also saying, go ahead and post your vulnerabilities. Go ahead and post those things that maybe sexual predators might be trying to groom you when they see those things. Um, all these types of things that it can guide you into appropriate online etiquette, I guess. So looking online, digitalresponsibility.org has uh, a few statistics out there that uh, kind of goes along with this. Uh, research based in London reports that 10% of people aged 16 to 34 have been passed over for a job opportunity due to their unappealing online profiles. So you can think about when you're posting this and you're young, you really don't think about the ramifications of it when you're going down the road. Next thing you know, college admissions, that type of thing. And they're looking at that stuff that can go all the way back, especially if you don't have your profile locked down, you're going to have issues with that. A career builder survey found that 39% of companies check up on prospective employees using social media. Um, 43% of those who checked said that information from social media made them decide not to hire somebody. So when you're posting that angry post about, you know, going out to dinner or not being able to put in your front door the way you want, that's all going to be reflected back to you. So you got to be careful on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard to get kids to think about the future. It's hard to get them to think about college and jobs and that sort of thing. Um, but it's really important to understand the, the broad reaching implications of all of this stuff. So a 2011 survey found that 24% of college admissions officers checked applicants' Facebook pages, and those who took a peak 12% were rejected applicants based on what they saw, including essay, plagiarism, vulgarities, alcohol consumption, and photos of illegal activities. Mm. Probably a few of those inappropriate photos that we talked about in prior podcasts. Well, and we don't have anything set up for this one, but much like our our crazy usernames section in (laughs) in one of our previous podcasts, that's something that can come into play here, too. If your crazy usernames or email addresses come up in a search um, about your social media activity, that's something that's also not going to set a good tone for what you're like online. I mean, Megan, I know that you're new to some of these cyber tips and things that we're seeing in ICAC, but... Is that something that surprised you, seeing the choices that people are making as far as their email and usernames? Yes and no. I mean, I think sometimes that 
I mean, as as kids, when I was younger, and we had to start out doing the whole getting the internet, um, AOL.com, Hotmail, and the names we picked when we were younger, and that wasn't that long ago, were sometimes you tried to be funny or impress other people for, with, with the names. But some of them, I think, are still still surprising to read that younger kids, younger, like 10, 11, 12, are thinking like that mm-hmm. and picking out these kind of names. I mean, I know when I started out in account, I was probably 13 or 14, and some of the names that people around me had with their private email accounts were, you know, they're inappropriate and funny, but we were 14, 15, 16, and now they're even younger. Yeah. And even even younger still, they're getting on and getting email accounts. Right. And sending the wrong message with some of those choices. I mean, it's not going on a resume or anything, but it's, well, you know, when you're signing into a chat room or something, it's certainly sending the wrong message. But essentially it is when you're looking at the fact that all these employers are looking at your social media. Isn't that almost your resume well, all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah kind of, because you can track back a lot of different things with, you know, phone numbers and names and whatever might be tied to the account. So it also says that you should really keep in mind Pretty much everything you post, including religious beliefs, political views, health problems, publicity online that maybe, you know, I I know a guy that says good publicity or bad publicity is still publicity. And as far as a business aspect, as long as they're talking about you, it is. But really, is that is it a good thing if if somebody's not talking to you about you in a good way? I I don't know. I mean, it's your choice, I guess. But it's definitely going to affect you for future and current employees if you have an issue going on or... uh, you're trying to find a new job. It's definitely going to affect you on that. Um, so yeah, we. I mean, you know, think of all the kids too that tell us that when we talk about how easy it is to find some of this information about them or the information that they're posting publicly, how many kids will say, "I don't care. I don't have anything to hide." And how important it is to address that message as well when you're talking to your kids in those online safety discussions that you're having on a regular basis, and you're talking to them about their online life and what they're doing. Um, really important to address that too. And the fact that maybe they're okay with their friends knowing this information, or they think that it's not, um, dangerous or risky to be putting this information out there, but considering all the different aspects of that and realizing that maybe five years from now, you will care that that's out there, or maybe this person will use this for, for bad reasons. And we don't want that happening either. Right. can always hit the delete button, but it's never going to be gone forever. Right. You know, so, and it's always going to be traceable somewhere along the line. And, and it's easy, easy as Googling the name. I mean, that's as easy. You don't have to have access to the Facebook account. You don't have to ask us for anything. As long as you Google the name, something's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you worry about that. So anything else? Last minute thoughts? I don't, you know, it's never too late to start these discussions. But if you think like, boy, man, I, you know, I've had some problems. I've been grounding my child because this happened or that happened and I don't know how to fix it. Um, we have a lot of good stuff out there about digital footprints, too. And if you need access to our newsletter or you want old versions of our newsletters that maybe touch on some of these topics, um, please email us and, and we can get those to you. But you can always check us out at protectkidsonlinewi.gov. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And as always, stay safe.